Now we're going to chat with a former patient that went through the stallery herself. We're chatting with 17-year-old Ava, who had quite the journey at the stallery. Looks like Ava is with us now. Good morning. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hi, Ava. Good morning, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I love that you can tell your own story. And boy, what a story. Yeah. It's, it's been going on for, what, 10 years? Uh, actually, four, but four? feels like 10. <laughs> feels like 10, okay. <laughs> so, Ava, okay, take us take us kind of back to how your your story began at the Stollery. What what initially brought you in? Sounds like you were a pretty active kid, living a pretty normal life, and then boom, what happened? Yeah, I was a dancer. I was on the running club. I was on the cheer team. Basically, I did everything. <laughs> but I had this pretty horrible pain in my leg, so we went through the entire process of trying to get it figured out when I was diagnosed with bone cancer back in 2017. So I went through chemo, and they did a lot of surgeries to remove the tumor that was in my um, leg and my lungs. And everything seemed fine, and then I relapsed back in 2019. I had a tumor in my wrist. They got that all figured out. I've been clear for about two years. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. The lot, when they tried to take the tumor out of my leg, they gave me a knee replacement, and it didn't work. It kind of just froze up. It kind of just was stuck. I couldn't do anything. My leg just was practically useless. So last year in April, I made the decision to amputate my leg. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You know, Ava, we talked to... We talk to parents of kids all the time that have had to take their kids into the stallery and they describe, you know, this feeling of being, you know, so, so afraid and feeling so helpless. But I'm curious to get the perspective of what it was like for you. I mean, you're a teenager, you told, you're told that you have cancer, you're, you're faced with the decision of having to amputate your leg. I mean, uh, emotionally, what 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 does that feel like is it does it just become regular life do you do you grieve what what does that feel like yeah at first like you're afraid you're helpless but also i was clueless i really didn't actually fully grasp what was happening until about three weeks after i was diagnosed because i, I was so young no one people just expect you to know but then as you get along, it does just become normal life, and you get more used to it, and you're like, okay, sort of, with what happened. I always tried to make the best of my situation, because if I was negative, then it would have been so much worse, you know? Yeah, it's a great attitude to, to, to have and to continue to have. I'm just curious as to what what was the experience like when you went in? So, you know, you said you didn't know an awful lot of things, but as you started to talk to the staff, the doctors, the nurses, the environment in the stallery, uh, how was that experience for you, especially going in with your, your eyes wide open trying to see what's going on? It was very different, but, I like, all of the staff there, I think they try as much as they can to understand what it's like for parents and kids going through these very life-changing experiences so they try and explain to you the best possibility that you will understand like the child life specialist there they explained it to me with a lot of like metaphors and analogies so i could really really grasp what was happening there but they only made me feel welcome only kind i was never if i was talking to someone i was not as scared as if i was by myself so it wasn't as if, okay, I have to go to the hospital and it's this sort of, you know, cold, scary, uninviting environment. It's sort of the opposite of that. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I, you, like, you get so used to it. And honestly, this dollar is like a second family to me. I'd be getting ready for my treatments at home, packing my bag. Like, ooh, which nurse am I going to gossip with today? Like, what am I going to talk to? Like, I was honestly, I was excited to see my family there. Even though I was going through a pretty horrible thing, it was, it was something different in my life that I in the end, got to look forward to. Can you give me an idea? You had multiple stays. Uh, do, do you remember what was the longest one? How how many stays do you think that you ended up having at the Stollery? My longest one was about two weeks. It was after a lung surgery. It was a double lung surgery because I was a very dumb kid and wanted to do two at a time for some reason. <laughs> um, and then they gave me chemo almost immediately after, so it was almost a two-week stay. But over the years, I couldn't even count how many stays I've had at the Stollery. Like, that's why I became, like, a second home, because I was there just so much. It was, like, my just a very natural environment for me to be in. We've, we've... Eva, I would describe you more as someone who I would say is brave, resilient. Those are maybe words that I would have, that I would have liked. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you're 17 years old. You're sort of at that point in your life. You're thinking about what's next. Has the Stollery had any impact on what it is that you want to do next? Yeah, actually very much. Um, I'm not sure what I want to do, but all I know is that I really, I really want to help people people in need, people who are sick, I don't know, but the Stollery Review, everyone there really opened my eyes to the possibilities of what I can do to be a helpful person in this world, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's, you know, we were talking with uh, Dr. Andrew Mackey here just a little while ago, and he talks about uh, transitioning out of sort of child care at the Stollery, or minor care, because you're 17. I'm, I don't know if I can call you a child anymore. <laughs> but, no, you, know, you can't, and, obviously. No, obviously not. So, so transitioning, have you had some help with, with uh, going into the adult health care system uh, once you, you know, hit, hit 18 or, or start to get through that? Has that been helpful? Uh, hopefully you don't need a lot of care down the road, because I'm still going with the two years whoop whoop. <laughs> but uh, have you often talked about that? Um, kinda, and not really. I'm I'm very stubborn. I like my salary. I like the planets hanging off the walls and all of the drawings and everything. So when I go to like adult hospitals or like the adult portion of the hospital, I'm like, this is boring as heck. Where's <laughs> all the fun stuff? I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a princess that way, but definitely I think like I know that I've gotten so much help with the Stollery and I have the mindset where wherever I go, I can always remember that there will be people to help me, even if I'm like, I can't find anyone to. Ava, you have such an amazing attitude. I, I'm so inspired by you, and I don't say that lightly. I'm not just for everything that you've been through, but the, but your outlook on it. You know, your outlook that you want to help people in your life moving forward. It really is incredible, and I hope that you hold on to that. Thank, Thank you, so you. for making the time for us this morning and for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Literally anytime. <laughs> okay. We'll be calling you tomorrow uh, on, on Monday. On Monday. We're going to call you again on Monday and see how your weekend went. Sound good? Make sure it's not at 710 this time. <laughs> Deal. Deal. We'll call you at 815. I want that. Ava, thank That's you better. so much. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you, guys. You too.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.